You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show heading into the weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about Katie on the Clickbait podcast yesterday. Did I listen? No. But thank God, BachelorNation.com puts out some of the quotes from the podcast. So that's all I need to get to. Got some information regarding the Women Tell All. Not a ton, but an update. Want to talk about my Wednesday television viewing, which is becoming fully booked now. Also, other reality shows I want to talk about. This crazy-ass weather we had in Dallas, and I finally got around to watching part two of the Challenge Reunion show. I'll hit on that a little bit as well. We'll get to that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Trail Mix Games for a tasty mix of love and drama. Go download Love and Pies for free today. That's Love and Pies, free to download in the App Store or Google Play. All right, let's get going. Talking about Katie on the Clickbait podcast yesterday. First off, when I heard that Aaron was co-hosting with Joe, that definitely made me not want to listen because that guy is nothing but bullshit that comes out of his mouth. So no point in tuning into that. But BachelorNation.com website had some quotes from her and talking about some of the interview and things that she said in it. And, you know, (laughs) it's just something to where, again, I'm never going to tell you guys what to listen to and what not to listen to. I'm not even going to tell you guys you have to listen to my podcast every day. If you don't, you're probably going to miss stuff here and there. And you'll end up asking me, and I'll say I covered that in my podcast. But I totally understand. Not everybody can listen every day. And with so many Bachelor-related podcasts out there, certainly you can't cover all of them in probably a week's span, especially someone like me who's putting out five a week just in the Bachelor Nation world. Obviously, six with an interview one. The sports one is five, but that's not related to the Bachelor world one. By the way, is anybody in the podcast world, I'm, I'm dead serious when I ask this, because I'm two months in and um, I've just noticed a few things, but I'm just going to throw this out there. Is there any podcaster in all of the podcast world right now that puts out 11 podcasts a week? Just, just curious. Is it just me? Because I'm kind of amazed that I'm doing 11 a week. Five daily roundups, five sports dailies, and my Thursday podcast, weekly. I I, I can't imagine anybody is. There is somebody that's doing a daily, I would think, in other, you know, in different topics, whether it's, you know, politics, news, whatever the case may be. I'm sure somebody puts out a daily podcast. But do they do 11 in in a week? Man. It's when I did the daily roundup, when I started that in July, I was like, this is fine. When I added the sports daily, I'm starting to feel it two months in. And not that I'm not and not that I'm going to stop doing it. It's just when they post in the morning by noon the next day, I'm already thinking of, okay, what am I going to record tonight? So all throughout the day, I'm just kind of looking at stuff and writing it in my notes app on my phone because I'll forget if I don't write it down. Like, hey, talk about this. Talk about this. And I'm constantly, now I have to do it for two things, bachelor-related worlds, pop culture stuff, 
reality TV shows, and then, oh, sports-related stuff. What are topics to talk about in sports? So, yeah, it's um, I just find myself constantly reminding myself on my notes app of what to talk about, and then it gets around to it, and it's just wash, rinse, repeat. The next day, right around noon or 1, starting to think about, all right, what am I going to talk about for tonight's podcast when I record? Because you know I record this the night before. Anyway. How did I get on that topic? Oh, the fact that you're just talking about everybody listening to podcasts and so many podcasts in Bachelor Nation. I get it. You can't listen to mine all day, every day. I, I, I totally understand that. But when you have someone like Katie on clickbait days after a picture surfaces that makes it clear who Zach chooses this season, I don't expect Joe and Aaron to bring it up. But it just seems so ridiculous because when you have the contestants on this show, it's so surface level and there's nothing interesting that comes out of these. Not saying Katie's not an interesting person, but she is so guarded in what she can say because she doesn't want to slip in any way, shape or form. And shit, even if she did, I guarantee Joe and Aaron would have to edit it in a way where it doesn't even give the audience a chance to dive into one of her answers and be like, oh, this means he picks her or, oh, it means he doesn't, you know? Like, Katie is on clickbait days after a picture surfaces. The first question out of my mouth would be, hey, Katie, picture surfaced of you and Zach in Thailand, clearly on Final Rose Ceremony Day. Response? <laughs> And she wouldn't be able to say anything, obviously. But they would never, that's what I'm saying. They'd never put her on my podcast because they know exactly what would happen. But the other thing is, and I'm trying to think of something. Okay, well, what about if you asked her something that wasn't spoiler related, but I know they talked to her about the care package that she made for Zach in London when she sat outside the door and talked to him. But it was still very surface level. My question is, Katie, why did you get to do a care package and nobody else did? Did you really go shopping in London, purchase everything in it? Did a producer come to you and say, hey, wouldn't it be great to give him a care package? And if you did, did any of the other women know that you gave him a care package? And if they did, why wouldn't they want to make one for him themselves? Like, those are the type of questions that need to be asked. And that's not getting asked. You're getting these just generic, overall, just, hey, how's your time? And, you know, but I get it. I get it. She's still on the show. She's not going to give anything away. But I'm just telling you, the interviews suck. They flat out suck. Whether it was with Katie, whether it was earlier this season with Gabby, whether it's clickbait, whether it's Bachelor Happy Hour, these hosts suck. They, they are not asking what you want to know. And the contestants aren't going to give you anything remotely interesting. So just keep that in mind. So many questions about that care package. And I think that's something, well, I was going to say, I think that's something that could have actually asked and gone deeper into. But no, anything that's production related, they're not going to. But it made zero sense that only Katie got to give him a care package. And if every woman got to give him a care package and they only showed Katie, then it's like, can you ask? Hey, were you the only one to give him a care package? And if she says, yeah, then you dive into why you? 
did you really think of that on your own? And if you did, no, none of the other women wanted to see him or at least deliver him something and talk to him outside of his door? It makes no sense. But then again, the show doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes. All right, something about the women tell all. I hinted at it earlier this week. I'm going to try and find out a little bit more over the weekend, but here's what happened uh, in regards to Anastasia. She gets called out at the Women Tell All by, I believe, Victoria Jameson, the uh, divorcee who went on the show, and for having a boyfriend not only before filming but during filming. This is something that I remember getting emails about before she went on the show as well. Someone sent me a whole breakdown of this is Anastasia. Here's the guy she's with. She's clearly with him. But again, it was another one of these things where, you know me, I've stopped doing that. I don't care if these people go on with boyfriends and girlfriends anymore. It's not anything new. We know they do. And it also takes me doing a deep dive into, okay, was it just a guy that she was hooking up with? How serious are they? Is it just, she's clearly going on for social media clout. Great. So is everyone else on this show. So why am I going to make an example out of Anastasia? Well, Victoria J, I guess it bothered her enough, or the same people that emailed me during the season emailed Victoria J. I don't know, but she's the one that calls Anastasia out for having a boyfriend pre and post show, and apparently she has receipts, which I've got the receipts. I just got to go look back in my email, because this was a couple months ago. This was like, this was a few months ago. This was last year, because it was right around the time filming started. Like, once the names were announced, someone was emailing me and saying, she's totally got a boyfriend. This is all for clout. I'm like, okay, well, great. And I just didn't do anything with it because I don't I don't put that stuff out there anymore because I don't really feel the need to because then it turns into why do you hate this person? Why do you only go after this person because of this? And why do you only go it's just like I don't need to deal with that. And it's if it's a it's basically based around a clout thing. If somebody is dating somebody fairly serious or somebody literally has a boyfriend or a girlfriend and goes on this show, clearly they're not serious about the show. It's going to get found out. They're going to be out for clout and it's like, "Okay, but they're out for clout just like most of the other people are." And without hard evidence and whatnot, I just kind of leave it alone. And we just know more and more contestants are going on this show, not really serious about finding the one. Yeah, Anastasia's going to look dumb, uh, probably at the Women Tell All when the receipts apparently are shown, and she's probably going to lie her way out of it or say it's not serious or, or whatever the case may be. But if I remember what was said sent to me, and I, like I said, i got to go back and look at my DMs on Instagram because that's where I, I know I got it there. But it was four months ago, and I can't remember what happened. I can't remember the guy. I remember the guys. I know they gave me a, a the guy's Instagram, and they showed me pictures of her with him. I do remember that. But I just was like, okay, great. And then it turned into, well, let me see how far she lasts on the show, and she lasts four episodes. It's like, I'm not going to sit here and just harp on somebody who's kind of irrelevant to the whole season. I will take into consideration people who go on the show with boyfriends or girlfriends if I find out they last to the final three, final two, or even, you know, the final one, like Jed and, you know, his ex-girlfriend coming forward. Because it's just more important. Somebody that has a boyfriend that that lasts four episodes, great. Whatever, whatever they were going for basically didn't end up working for them in the long run. So there's no need to just jump all over her. And I guarantee you Anastasia is going to be down in paradise as well, whether she's still with this guy or not. I don't even think... 
Victoria J calling her out at the Women Tell All is going to do anything for this show and be like, oh, well, we're not going to cast her for Paradise now. Ain't going to happen. They're probably going to cast both Victoria J and Anastasia for Paradise so they can go at it down there. We just know how this show works. All right, let's talk a little television right now. Not that you care. Maybe you do. My Wednesday nights are really full right now. Because Survivor is back on the air. Of course, I got to watch my AEW. The World Challenge starts next Wednesday on Paramount Plus. The Mandalorian is released every Wednesday now. In two weeks, Ted Lasso season three comes out on Wednesdays. <laughs> and then I've got my network show of a million little things that I watch. So that's one, two, three, four, five. That's six things all on Wednesday. I've got one show on Tuesday nights that I watch, and that's The Accused. Or Accused. I don't even know it has the in the title. I think it's just Accused. And that's it. So (laughs) I hate when it gets bunched up like that and there's nothing I can do. So basically, I will always try and watch Survivor on Wednesday nights. Wrestling, I can wait and push that towards... Thursday or Friday or even the weekend. World Challenge, I'm probably going to try and watch Wednesday nights and then Mandalorian. So the three I'm going to try and get in on Wednesdays is Survivor, World Challenge, and Mandalorian. Wrestling, ah, but shit, Ted Lasso. Hmm. I don't know. I'll have to see. Got to have to see how it goes. If the World Challenge are one-and-a-half-hour episodes, probably not in terms of getting four shows in, but if Survivor, World Challenge, and Mandalorian still stay at the hour, maybe I can get in Ted Lasso as well. Mandalorian was only 35 minutes last night, the first episode of Season 3, so that was quick. Survivor was two hours, but we know that's an hour show every week, and I just don't know about World Challenge yet. Speaking of the challenge, they had Part 2 of their reunion show, And it did focus on some of the hookups that happened or didn't happen. And I didn't think that there was a ton of tea spilling in this episode either. It almost seems like, I mean, yes, they're milking the whole reunion show over two weeks. You could have easily done an hour and a half episode like the episodes were during the season and just put the reunion show in one week. There wasn't really anything that was all that gripping In part two, hearing about Amber's autism diagnosis, very sad to hear, but I'm glad that she found that out and be curious to see how she's treated going forward because she has always been a punching bag for some of the people, not necessarily to her face. It seemed like she was always someone that the women talked about behind her back. And I always thought, what is Amber doing wrong where people don't seem to gravitate towards her because she never got in people's faces. She never yelled at anybody and finding out about her autism diagnosis and her saying that, you know, she's not great in social settings. It now makes sense watching her on the show. She's, she kind of seems very, very shy and reserved. So I don't know how that's going to change going forward for her. I believe she's in world challenge. Yeah. I'm almost positive. Yeah, she is. She's in the World Challenge, so we'll see how far she lasts on that. But I'm really curious, really curious to see how she's treated going forward because 
some of these people are not the nicest people in the world. And I just know that they will take weak, somebody's weaknesses and pounce if they can. Anything to get under the skin of other people in the game. And I just hope that someone isn't that low to go after Amber that way in future seasons. Starting now. Now, World Challenge, I don't think they knew at that point unless she announced it on that show as well. But no, they, they made it seem like she announced it for the first time at the um, Ride or Dies reunion show. So yes, when they filmed World Challenge, no, they wouldn't have known that either. But it'll be interesting to see if that ever gets brought up in future seasons with her. Because she's going to... Well, I keep, I keep saying... I keep talking about her on future seasons, but now... It's going to be a while before we see her because I believe she's right now three, four, five months pregnant. So she's basically not going to film anything in 2023 because she's going to deliver in the summer sometime. She's not going to deliver a baby and then go right into filming another challenge if there's something filming at the end of the year. So she won't film anything till the earliest, probably summer 2024. I'm not sure. She might be someone that retires from the challenge and doesn't go back because she wants to stay with her child. There's some people that have a child and still go on this show, and some just decide, I'm done. And we'll see if that is Amber. There's a show that I don't follow, but I was made aware of in the last few days in regards to it starting up soon, and that's Big Brother Canada. I know they've always had Big Brother Canada. I've just never watched it because it's not shown in the States out here unless you, like on normal TV. I'm sure there's a way to watch it as a, as a U.S. citizen, but I've never watched it. And, I, you know, you know me. I've only started watching Big Brother since season 21, and that was – so I, I can't take another Big Brother in my life. It's, it's, it's a lot to take in just for Big Brother U.S. and three times a week. But – I noticed that the Big Brother Canada cast list was announced, I think, two days ago or something. Maybe it was three days ago. It was earlier this week. And I noticed that their prize is $100,000. Look, I mean, I get not every reality show prize can be a quarter million, a half million, three quarters of a million, or even a million dollars. But... Does BB Canada have way less days? Because the U.S. we know is anywhere between, you know, 80 and 95 days, depending on when they start and whatnot. Does BB Canada do like half that? Or are they putting these people in 80 or 90 days and they're giving them 100000 if they win? That's it? I don't think that's a lot at all. So for that particular amount of time that you have to give up to go on that show. And I also read when someone sent me the link to it that they're shutting off the live feeds for Big Brother Canada this season for, I guess, the first time ever because of the hate and stuff people were getting. And so they're just going to cut off the live feeds, which... As someone who came in late to the game in the U.S. version of Big Brother and was told that, yeah, live feeds have been around forever, I 
I don't have a lot to go off of, but I have always, you know, when I've interviewed people who've talked about Big Brother on my podcast, I've always said, it just seems like two different shows are happening. What's going on on live feeds and then what the CBS chooses to show in the four hours of television we get a week on, you know, three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. Because if the CBS version decides to leave out major storylines from what happens on the live feeds, it's just like, okay, but then we're watching two different things. You're covering, you're, you're only showing us what you want us to see when there's certainly other things going on that need to be addressed. I've never really understood it, why they have the live feeds. I understand that people love the live feeds. Personally, I'd get rid of them. I really would. I mean, maybe maybe that will kill interest in the show. I don't know. But if I'm CBS, why even open yourself up to all these things that some of these contestants and the problematic behavior we're seeing that we're only seeing because you allow live feeds? If you didn't, you wouldn't have to worry about half the fucking scandals that end up happening on Big Brother. Because they all seem to happen on the live feeds. But... My guess is they probably don't want to cut the live feeds because that'll kill people's interest and people don't want to dedicate just watching what CBS chooses to show you. That's my guess. I'm not sure if that's the reason that they don't ever cut the live feeds in the U.S. in terms of cutting them for good. I'm not talking about cutting them when challenges happen and stuff. I just always think, okay... (laughs) Because I don't follow the live feeds. I'll read stuff here and there, and I'll hear about stuff, and I'll be like, wait, the show didn't even cover that. So it's like, okay, but you're not giving us the full story if you're not showing us all the things that are being said on the live feeds, which is physically impossible because they're only giving us, what, one hour Wednesday, one hour Thursday, two hours Sunday, or you know, four hours a week of Big Brother when there's 24-7 six, eight different cameras running at all times. It'd be physically impossible. I get that. You can't cover all of it, but it seems like they're able to bury certain things that they don't want seen. It just, it's never made any sense to me. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Hopefully I'll find out a little bit more about the Women Tell All, and I'll fill you in on that if and when I can. Again, have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you on Monday. See you!